Yo, what is going on? And welcome to Can We Talk About This with Murphy Wells. I am, of course, him. And I hope everyone had an awesome Monday. If you're listening to this, it is Tuesday. Um, and I'm really getting better about keeping track of the days when I start recording and when I start releasing. Um, you know, I'm really starting to feel like I'm kind of getting the hang of this. So when I talk about getting the hang of this, it's it's having my routine intro down. It's knowing what I'm going to talk about. It's feeling good about what I'm going to talk about. Uh, the last show, like I said, it was really something that when I went to the A Day to Remember show with Beartooth, it was something that immediately came to me and I just wanted to talk to it. This one came to me because of what day it is today. Now, as I record, it is Monday, August 15th, 2022. But it is the 38th anniversary today of one of the most important people in my life being born. And it's someone whose name uh, you all are already familiar with. Now, if you have um, memory impairments like I do, hint, 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 hint. Sometimes you forget little details that are actually big details of somebody's story. But all the way back to episode one, I mentioned to you that my trajectory at First Form was largely impacted by a man named Cody Klein. Well, today is Cody's birthday. So first of all, Cody, if you listen to this, it's at least August 16th, 2022. Happy birthday, you old fart. I love you so much. You're one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Um, and I say that and I really do mean it. Um, if you ever see me around HQ and I acknowledge Cody, I call him my dad. Because literally from the first time we met, I just thought he was paternal. Uh, the first time we met was in a warehouse. It was at old HQ, probably about a, a week or so of me being there, maybe two or three. He was in there doing CrossFit by himself. Uh, he had some kind of commitment or engagement to where he had to be practicing CrossFit. And he was in there holding his word, just literally doing clean and jerks to a, a clock just by himself. And the first thing I thought is, this looks miserable. And I go in there. It's a Saturday. And I'm, I'm, I'm laying down the mats that we essentially deadlifted off of. Uh, Cody introduces himself. I introduce myself. And it was funny because in the product warehouse where I was an entry-level employee at, we had a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger's body, like torso on up with Cody Klein's face on it. And it said, Cody Swole, hit him with the Cobra. And so amongst our first conversations, I had the audacity to look at this man and go, hey, is that your face on Arnold Schwarzenegger's body? To which, yeah, he goes, yeah, <laughs> I wish they'd take that down or at least let me keep it. But from there, he was doing his thing. I was doing my thing. I started warming up to deadlifts. I started pulling about 315 and he gave me a little compliment. He put me on a story, followed me. I followed him back. And I, I just kind of liked how this dude operated. He was super friendly. He was a guy's guy. He just had a way of talking to you and feel like he was genuinely invested in the conversation, which coming from the background I do in service so much, like you notice that with people. You notice when people are genuinely invested in a conversation or when they're just trying to pass time or just be friendly. But a few weeks later, I, I noticed what Cody did. He worked with our Legionnaire team and some other very, very important seats that he fills at first form. But one of the most amazing things I had heard about Cody is that he was one of Andy's longest tenured guys. At that point, 
he had been with Andy for about 14, 15 years, if memory serves correctly. Again, memory is not always something I'm really great with. I have my moments where I green out. And since I liked the way he operated, since I liked his candor, since I thought he had a really cool attitude, I just, I, I wanted to take a chance to get to know him a little bit better. And I wanted to make it professional. So I asked for a meeting with him. Now, keep in mind, guys, this is an executive in our company. I'm an entry-level guy. Like, I've been there a month, maybe five weeks at this point. I don't know shit about shit. Like, I really don't know shit about shit. But he humored me. And he sat down with me. And he's like, so what do you want? Pretty plain, pretty cut and dry. And I was like, well, man, I think I want to work for you at some point. But I'm still new. I'm still figuring out the ropes about, like, where I can go and what's possible and what can I do and where should I go from here? So I kind of wanted to ask you, where should I go from here? To which he responded by saying, well, you haven't done shit yet. So why don't you just start with being good at your job? Now you got to understand that was kind of weird for me to hear because I came from a place where when I was working in food service, I was a pretty high caliber employee. And I don't say that tooting my own horn, but I could talk to people, I could sell, I could flip tables, I could work long hours. It got old after a while, as most things do. But I largely had felt that the 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 modicum of employee that I was before I got to first form, like that reputation carried me to first form. Cody shut all that shit down in about a minute. He was eating dinner, like this was after a long ass Monday, I remember it. And he still took the 30 to 45 minutes to sit down and tell me not only was I not shit, but I would have to go a very long time before he would ever have a conversation where I was the guy he was serious about hiring. And when I heard that, not only did it crush me initially, because I thought the not shit meant like I was, you know, a low caliber dude, but it just meant that I hadn't proved anything yet. He, he went on to say, look, dude, I've seen you, you work out here. You know, you're pretty strong, but that doesn't do anything for you being an employee. He goes, do you care about people? And I thought it was a really off-putting question because I was like, of course I care about people. I wouldn't be here. But then he went on to say, I can tell who cares about people and I can tell who doesn't. Because I've been doing this for so long. I've seen every kind of person walk through these doors and most of them give up before they prove that they really care about people. And I was like, well, how do I prove I care about people? And he just started rattling off the things that I was not doing that would prove that I was really caring about people. He goes, yeah, are you making progress in your workouts? Are you just fucking around. Are you eating healthy? Are you tracking your macros? Are you using the app? Are you drinking fucking water? Now, about the time he asked me if I was drinking water, I was like, dude, what do you mean? Am I drinking water? Like, of course I'm drinking water. He goes, yeah. How much water are you drinking? I want it down the exact ounce. I want the same every single day. He goes, you doing 75 hard yet? I do 75 hard. When you get done with it, I do it again. You, you got in your NASM yet? And this, I swear to you guys, like this dude thought he was going to scare me off with that first conversation. If I go back to your warehouse manager, like what's he going to say about you? You know, I like I helped that dude like get started too. And I was just like, what the fuck? This was not what I was expecting. But it was about that time that I sat down with Cody is when I realized I could really dedicate myself to something. Because if he had dedicated his life to S2 and first form, 
And he had been leading by this example that even a schmuck like me wanted to follow. Then, okay, if he had gone this long doing it, he must know something. So I took his advice. I started really, really small. I started by tracking my food and doing our transformation challenges at first form. I started reading books even more than I already was because I was used to reading like maybe three to four pages a day, just willy nilly. After college as an English major, you kind of want to fucking put books down. And I don't think anyone can blame me for that. But I, I picked up personal development books that he recommended to me. And I actually did end up getting my NASM. And when that happened, he actually sent me a personalized video message. And so on 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 until about 11 months in, I sat down with him after completing 75 hard twice, getting my NASM, working on all the things he told me to, starting to build relationships with people who supported First Form. And he looked me dead in my face. And he goes, you know, I didn't think you were going to make it more than six months. And I laughed. And he goes, no, I'm being fucking serious. I thought you were going to get washed out of here really quick. And I said, why? And he goes, it was so early that you asked to sit down and talk to me. I thought after I ripped you a new one, you would have just ran away with your tail between your legs. And so with that being the case, I was like, well, I don't quit. I, I, I hold to my word and I make it happen. And after that, he, he offered me a job. A salaried position in the Legionnaire team. And he let me know that the work was only just beginning. And to his credit, he couldn't have been more right. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about for this episode, it just struck me on Cody's birthday, I should talk about the five biggest things I took away from Cody Klein's leadership, which for what it's worth, he is still my leader. He is still my mentor. He is still my friend. He is still my father figure at work. And he is someone who I still go to every single day that I need help on a professional level, on a personal level. So without further ado, for everything that this man has taught me, do you guys mind if we talk about the five things I've learned from Cody Klein? You don't? You don't mind? All right, cool. All right. So getting home with the show, the five things that I've learned from Cody Klein specifically. Now, mind you, I've learned a lot more than five fucking things from this human being. Way more than five. But... I had to narrow it down per usual. My policy of one, threes, fives, and tens applies. And with this first one, this is really what he was getting at with sitting me down and essentially telling me to my face that I was not shit. What Cody was trying to get across was that how was I going to prove to him what I wanted out of my career if I hadn't even proved it to myself yet? I was working out, but I wasn't really on a plan. I knew about 75 hard, but I had never completed it yet. I drank water, but I wasn't sure how much water I drank. I was starting to understand the culture of the place, but I wasn't deeply invested into it yet. Before I was ever going to prove anything to him, he needed to know that I could prove it to me first. And this is the big thing, guys, about proving things to yourself before you prove it to other people. A lot of us want recognition from someone in front of us, whether it's our social media audience, our boss, our prospective boss, or anyone of interest to us, we like to just walk up to them and think we can tell them whatever it is they want to hear. But the truth is, if you can't validate that with action, how the fuck are you ever going to prove to that person, I can be ultimately useful a year down the block, two years down the block, three years down the block. 
The truth is you can't. And that's one of those great things about being a first former S2 employee is that before you can ever say, I want to be in this position, I want to be in this department, I want to run this team, I want to make this much money, you got to be really, really good at starting from the bottom. And I mean it. Like back in those days, it was, can you write notes? And can you make them good and personal and real and unique and special every single time? Can you pack a box? But not just pack a box, but pack a box with intent to make it look beautiful and perfect for every single person. Can you make sure that when like you actually like cover the box with like paper, that the paper looks good? Can you tape a box correctly? Can you make sure that pallets are ready to go by the time they're ready to go? Can you do the extra little miles worth of work to show a customer, a friend, a family member of first form that their stuff is on the way and that it was handled with precise love and care, like to go above and beyond for service. If you can't prove to yourself that at the bottom of the totem pole, you can complete simple, mundane, fundamental tasks that actually build a fuck ton of character, then you will never, ever, ever be able to carry a workload that involves dealing with people directly, critical thinking, the ability to adapt, and the ability to make someone's job easier at the top. It just doesn't happen. And this is one of those things that translates to fitness. You know who the best like personal trainers are? The people who have a story of coming from a place where they were not happy with themselves, figuring it out, holding themselves accountable, and just not quitting, and then wanting to bestow that upon others. It was about saying, before I ever hire you into my department to work underneath me, I need to know that you can lead yourself, and then you can make other people as good as you are, if not better, because when I pull you, and they're going to lose a good employee back there, guess what? The only person you should be able to take your job is someone who knows how to do it better than you. And if that is the culture that you keep, then we're going to have a lot of progress from the time that you leave that position and then you start moving where I want to put you. One of the coolest things he ever did for me was literally just talking with me like once every two weeks for 11 months just to prove that I could prove it to myself before I prove it to him. Like, let me see everything you're doing in your journals. Everything would be done. Let me see your food log. Everything would be logged. Let me see how you're applying yourself outside of here. I would have something meritous each and every time. And even when I was on point, even when I did go that extra mile to show him, he would still find little things. There was a test I had to pass with literally a really high score, like a 90 was the bear that I could like not pass this test with. And I got a 97. And when I went up to him and I was like, Hey, yo, Cody, I got a 97. He goes, what are you excited for? You suck 3%. And I was like, bro, are you kidding? And he was like, no, I'm not fucking kidding. Don't ever be happy about telling me you got less than hundred again. And if you get a hundred and you're excited, why didn't you get 101? 101 not available. Fucking figure it out. Prove it to you before you prove it to me. It was one of the greatest things that he could ever teach me. And it is something that before I walk up to anyone saying, this is my idea, this is my hope, this is my goal, I have proved it to me first that I know what I'm talking about, I know what I want to accomplish, and I can figure out how it's going to be valuable and useful down the road. So lesson from Cody number one, everybody, prove it to you before you prove it to anyone else. Lesson number two, thing number two that I've learned from Cody, 
There is a large difference between interest and commitment. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is a lot of things in life are going to sound cool. It sounds cool to make six, seven, eight, nine figures a year. It sounds cool to start a business. It sounds cool to try to build a brand on social media. It sounds cool to do a not-for-profit charity. Like all of these things sound cool. And then you realize that they are work. And then you realize that they are effort. Then you realize that there is emotional investment and it's not as simple as seeing a a, a line graph that goes diagonally to the right corner. Yep, you're just gonna trend upward like this, like this, like this. It's not that. The fact is, is that when you are committed, you are willing not only to do the bare minimum of what it takes to get a job done, but you're willing to do as much as possible to ensure the result you want in terms of what you had planned, how good can it be, what am I up against, how do I conquer it, that kind of stuff is commitment. It takes commitment to complete an eight-week challenge. It takes commitment to do 75 hard. It, commi- it, it requires commitment to start and maintain and grow a business. But for a lot of people, they are in one day or for like a week, and then they're like, well, it didn't work for me. Well, I wasn't good at it. Uh, I couldn't figure it out. It was too hard. I didn't have help. When deep down inside, you know, that's bullshit. You are not committed. You are interested. And the way that Cody taught me about interest and commitment being different is that he really talked to me about the nature of how hard I was working one day. This was probably a good six to seven months after he had pulled me into the Legionnaire department as a salaried employee. And the workflow that I had involved being on a lot of phone calls. Now, don't get me wrong. I was on the phone pretty much like six to eight hours a day. Cody came from a time where he was on the phone for no less than 10 to 12 hours a day. And it was back in those days where we didn't necessarily have the same manpower that we do now that he had to shoulder a lot of work. And so when he talked to me about this, he was like, look, at the end of the day, all people, including yourself, are either one of two things. They're either interested or they're committed. And the people who are interested, they don't keep appointments. They they don't hold to their word. You got to stay on top of them all the time. And you can tell very seriously that their long-term aspirations are pretty much non-existent. But when you think about what you want to be received as, people should say, Murph is committed. He's here. He's doing exactly what he's asked. He's doing more than what he's asked of. He's fixing problems that aren't even there yet. He is committed to being the best version of himself and making this thing, this operation, the best that it can be. And when it gets hard, he's going hard. When it's easy, he's still going hard. He goes, I used to take 20 phone calls a day, at least a half hour each. And the only time that I would break for lunch is if someone canceled or rescheduled. But that was what I did to get to where I was. And talking about essentially interest versus commitment, you know, for all the things that Cody actually planned to do before he went to S2 and then first form, as he told me, you know, he he was going to be in medical. He was going to be a doctor. He was pre-med. And he decided to forego all of that because of what it was that Andy was building and that he wanted to be on the front lines of it. He saw the potential, he saw the mission, and he committed to the mission. And now, as we 
you know, celebrate him on his 38th birthday. It's one of those things that every single day, you know where to find him. Every single time you need him, he is there for you. He is committed not only to the mission, but to bringing up people in the mission that will further the culture that he helped create. That's commitment. Commitment is felt when you're not even around. And even if he's not in the office, I know he's working. And I know he's watching me. I know he's probably talking shit. Just know that I'm talking shit right back, old man. Just know that. And I say, old man, sincerely, just to poke fun, you are a young man. And I know that I know that one will be remembered sorely. But just remember that I love you and I'm just busting your chops. But guys, be committed. Don't don't act committed. Don't pretend to be all excited to look committed. Like be fucking committed. Don't just be interested. Think think about what the world would be like if we were all just interested and not committed. Nothing would get done. There would be no amazing achievements. Everyone would be mediocre as fuck. We would all give up on ourselves. And that is weak as shit. We are not here to give up on ourselves. We are here to commit to ourselves. Because when you commit to yourselves, you can commit to other people. If you can commit to other people, those other people can then commit to themselves and commit to other people too. And that creates a top-down effect where just the simple act of you committing to yourself and not giving up, people feel it. People are inspired by it. People are moved by it. People replicate it. And that creates culture. And that culture changes people's lives and changes the landscape of human history forever. This man has taught me that. And it has been absolutely valuable, as is lesson number three, which is high quality action produces high quality results. This one really stems back to like Andy's how you do one thing is how you do everything. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you spend time around Cody Klein professionally, personally, you have to understand this is a dude who every single person he meets he realizes that he has the ability to make an impression on them. So he makes the best impression possible. Every time he's in a meeting, he has the ability to say something that will move the company forward. And if he doesn't, that's going to move the company back. So he always does what he can to add to a situation and make it better. He has a poster, like a framed picture, and it's a quote by Mark Bell that says, Build a life that says, I told you so without having to say a fucking word. That's a high quality life. When you look at just the amount of people that this guy has touched their lives and made their lives better, both people who represent First Form internally, people who represent First Form externally, myself, he produces high quality people. And it's because his standard is so high and it's because he doesn't waver from it. In terms of me really incorporating that into my own life, I just always think about how when I actually got into the Legionnaire program, into the Legionnaire team, the first thing I wanted to do was tell Cody, hey, someday I want you to pick me to take your job. And he goes, all right, cool. Well, you've done a good job raising your standard, but now you'll need to meet mine and exceed it. And that was like, wow, this dude has a 15, 16 year head start on me. How am I going to do that? It's not about saying, how am I going to do that? It's about giving it your best every single day. And if you give it your best every single day, you will yield the best result. If you focus on quality over quantity, that will yield a quality result. 
If you treat people well, people will treat you well. If you do what you can to offer valuable content to people, people will read you as valuable. But if all you ever do is mediocre work, every so often you pump out something good. If you do one thing and all you do is talk about it for years on end, that's not high quality. That's mediocre. Anyone can do it. High quality means you're going to have to invest in it. High quality means that it's not like everybody else. High quality means it's not about where you start, but it's about where you end up. And that's true for just about anything. And when I look at the life that he leads and what he told me that's possible for me, one of the biggest impressions this ever left on me in a, in a practical example was the night in June of 2020 when we toured the new facility. We as employees had not seen the inside of this place yet, so it was brand new to even us. And I was walking around the office building, and this was literally about a month before I got moved up. And our office space is, is so cool. Like Cody's office, Will's office, Aaron's office, Rickle's office, the way that they are just like perfectly sized, like you look inside and you can just tell a boss works in this space. And I'm looking in it and it's what's currently now Jarrett Bond's office. And he walked up behind me, he put a shoulder on my, he put a hand on my shoulder and he goes, you're going to have one of those someday. And this was about a month before he had the conversation about, hey, you're going to come work under me. And just from that point forward, it just renewed my belief because guys, no matter what the goal is you're going for, on your way to it, it's it's a long, arduous road. It is very fucking long. It is very arduous. Self-doubt creeps in. Even to the people with unshakable discipline, they still doubt themselves from time to time. And that's a good thing. It shows that you're human. But the person who I respect and looked up to most literally walked up as I'm looking into what I want my future to be. And he goes, you're going to have one of those someday. And this is before he ever hired me or anything. And so I realized that he was watching. He was watching to see how quality I was. Not just how much I could pump out, not just to see like how many hours I could work, how many quality hours I could work. And if I worked quality hours, if I did quality work, if I, if I yielded quality results, I would get paid a quality salary and a quality lifestyle to go along with it. So guys, if you do high quality work, and produce high quality results, you will live a high quality life. Lesson number four, be a people person. Perfect example of this is that we went to a Chiefs game in November of 2020. I remember this because October 31st is Halloween. And the day before I made a big political post that uh, ended with quite a few angry DMs. And then the next day we had a Chiefs game to go to. Uh, Kansas City is probably about like four-ish hours from St. Louis. Uh, and the Chiefs were playing the Jets. As you can imagine, no one expected this to be a competitive game. And <clears throat> it wasn't. And with that, I remember we went to Arrowhead Stadium. We were outside. And this was like social distancing time, like super social distancing time to where like, Four people could sit in a little stringed off box outside. You still had to like wear a mask, which was absolutely stupid. Like we're outside. Come, come on, come on, come on. Even in November of 2020, we are outside. Like, come on. But that's not the point. The point was Cody had acknowledged how hard I had been working and he wanted to take me along. And I was like, cool, I am down. 
And so we rode a sport bus out there. Uh, Chris, Chris Klein, thank you so much because I always love riding in your sport bus. It's one of the absolute coolest, most pimping things ever. Um, and when we got there, we were watching the Chiefs game. There weren't very many people outside because it's early November in Missouri. It's fucking cold. Um, and we hear something a few rows up. And it's a couple of girls in their own little private box. And with that, they had actually noticed the back of Cody's head and they shouted for his attention. Hey, you work at first form. And he turned around and goes, oh, guys, I'll be right back. So this dude literally gets up from his seat, walks a very, very like inconvenient amount of space between us and where these girls are. And he goes up, he talks to them. Their customers are first form. They love everything we do. He, he takes a picture with them. And I forgot honestly what else he did, but it was really, really friendly, whatever he did. And it left a real impression on me. And he came back, he goes, Hey, someone recognizes you in public. You go talk to them. And I was like, well, like, dude, wait a minute. Like you're at a chief's game. Like, you know, does that not ever like weird you out that like people just call your name and be like, Hey, we know you do what you do for a living. He goes, no, they know me because I've done a really good job getting people to know me over the years. That's another opportunity for someone to get to know you. And for a good reason. And what that really showed me was that like every single time we would go out together, cause we go out to eat all the time. Uh, we eat lunch together all the time. We chat with, you know, whoever a third party might be all the time. Every single conversation that I'm in with this guy, he makes people feel great, or he's telling them something they need to hear. And even in my own experience, like we went grocery shopping one night, we were going to grill out just me and him for my birthday, which I mean, the amount of times this guy has done amazing things for me any time of year, but specifically on my birthday. Like we were just shopping for steaks and we went down the liquor aisle and me being the fan of Hennessy that I am, I was seeing if they had a bottle of VSOP privilege. And I was like, I wonder what the grocery store has it. He goes, I don't know. Let's find out. And he goes, Hey, my man turns to one of the, the employees, the, the, the grocery store. He's like, you guys have Hennessy VSOP? He goes, no, but we have regular Hennessy. He goes, Oh, you don't have any VSOP? He goes, no just regular hen. He goes, you like regular hen, right? I'm like, yeah, of course. He goes, I'll take a bottle of that. I'm like, what? This dude literally willy nilly just got a bottle of Hennessy. And he goes, this is going to stay over at my house. And whenever you come over, you'll always know that your favorite drink is going to be there. But you can also take it home if you want. And I was just like, dude, this man legitimately was like, not only are we going to grill out a steak together and just kick it, but legitimately your favorite drink, your the thing that you are nuts about and you have done an amazing job branding yourself with. I'm just going to get you a bottle because I fucking love you. I'm going to spend a whole night with you just talking, bullshitting, telling you things that, you know, you can get better at and that are going to help you. And we're going to have awesome talks and we're going to bond and we're going to connect and talking about being selfless. Like, I think that's the coolest thing about having him as an authority figure and having him as someone who I get to ask these questions of is that he he really showed me that like putting a personal relationship is the best way to preface any relationship, whether it is professional, whether it is sales, whether it is mentor and apprentice, like put that personal relationship in there. 
add those rapport details, never stop building rapport, be selfless as a people person and give people a good reason to talk about you. And there is nothing, nothing you really can't do whenever it comes to having other people around you. And, and that's, that's really an important piece, guys, because as a salesperson, as someone who really helps people understand the merit of sales, if you don't put that personal relationship in there, if you don't do everything in your power to make that person a friend, you are going to fail as a salesperson. And maybe you won't fail, but you will leave so much value on the table in terms of what you could have achieved just because you're thinking more about you than you are that other person. Always think about other people. Like put yourself first in your daily routine, but whenever it comes to your professional hours, whatever they are, if you offer a product, if you offer a service, every single person you talk to, it is your job to make them walk away with a better experience than they came in with every single time. Cody does that not only on the job, but with me as a person, with every single person in his life. And honestly, just the last thing, the last big lesson from Cody Klein is to be in it for the long game. Some of the most impactful things I've heard from Cody are how he got hired onto the company and how he decided to do that instead of like med school and how he'd been there for 15 years, how he used to run his schedule with like 20 calls a day and wouldn't take breaks unless like they opened up. But when you talk to him about investing and in investing resources, investing money, investments like property and stocks and all that other stuff. One of the things he really told me that, and this isn't going to be like financial advice. I am by no means allowed to give anyone financial advice. If I give you financial advice, probably do the exact opposite, quite honestly. But one of the things he told me about being in it for the long game is that once he got hired in at S2 and then it transitioned into first form, he waited 11 years to take a vacation. And when we think about how long that is, like guys, I've worked at First Form three years as of three days from now, two days from now. And I've taken two vacations this year and I'll take another two trips that aren't really vacations, but getting out because I have the time and availability to do it. I'll take another two next month. This dude who I look up to worked his ass off for 11 years straight, events, calls, meetings, trips, you fucking name it. And he did that because he believed so much in the mission and that he knew that that time and that energy and all of that shit that he invested would come back to him in the best ways possible. Cody let me know with saying, hey, at first, I thought you weren't going to be here very long. I thought you were going to be here maybe six months. The fact that I proved that and I added another six months on top of that, he told me, he goes, long term, I think you can do great things. In fact, I know you can, but you've got to keep investing in you. The day you think that your growth is over is the day you start going backwards. Those people are, again, interested. They're not committed. They're worried about themselves, but they're doing it from the selfish angle of, I don't have to invest myself. I am perfect the way I am right now. And those people lose. 
Those people get told, I told you so, as opposed to telling anyone, I told you so. If you're going to do anything, if you're going to invest in companies, if you're going to do personal development, if you're going to be a salesperson, if you're going to own property, you better do it for the long haul and you better do it with a high quality result in mind. Prove those little things to yourselves first and then go after the big investments. This podcast is going to be a big investment. And I'm literally just using the one resource that short of me losing my voice, I can always invest into communicating with you guys, a platform that you find entertaining and educating and inspiring. And I'm going to continue to invest in the things that Cody taught me because as I've said in my first episode, and as I will say right now, y'all, I would not be here talking to you this way over this microphone on this computer in this room doing as well as I am in life right now. And don't get me wrong. I got a long, 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 long way to go till I will ever consider myself a success. But this dude with not only these five pieces of advice, but all the advice, all the lessons he has given me has helped me create an opportunity to where I could be truly valuable, not just to the people who you know, use first form products and love what we do there, but for everyone who is invested in my personal brand and what I do right here, I would not be doing this without Cody as a friend, mentor, manager, boss, father figure, all that shit. I would not be doing it without him. And so before I close out the the last piece of this episode, again, I just want to say, Cody, if you listen to this, I don't really know how many podcasts you honestly listen to. And you might like not listen to it as a means of just like, you know, again, busting my chops or talking some shit. I just want to say happy birthday, brother. I love you so much. There is nothing in the world I wouldn't do for you. And I'm grateful for you every single day. Speaking of gratitude, if you have made it this far into the episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please leave me five stars on either rating system. Or if you thought this sucked and you didn't like it, please leave a lower rating and tell me why. Tell a friend, share it to your story, tag me in it. I don't care how you want to show the podcast love, but if you love the podcast, show it some love. More than anything, which is one of my most frequently used phrases that will not go away. If you're getting something out of it to this point, thank you. I'm not going to ask if I'm inspiring you. I'm not going to ask if I'm entertaining you. I don't need to know if you've learned anything. You're listening. You're giving me a pair of ears. And I appreciate you for the time and the attention you give to this podcast. And it's because of that time and attention, I'm going to continue to dedicate time and attention, upgrading my equipment, upgrading my editing skills, making sure those are more concise and smoothed over in the future. Guys, I'm not perfect. Like a couple of the last episodes, they could have sounded better. I'm aware of that. But I'm going to continue to get better because I have the support of everyone who listens, everyone who shares, and everyone who's a part of the conversation. So until next time, I'm out.